Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 7, and I would like to welcome my wonderful co-host, Ben. I mean, Jen. Oh, man, that nickname's totally going to stick. Lame. (laughs) Actually, my brother's name is Ben, so that'd be really weird to call you that. That would be weird. Okay, so we have bad news to start off with. First of all, we realized that How I Met Your Mother is a sham. It was all stolen from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. (laughs) We, Jen, myself, and our son Tyler sat down for Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory yesterday because Jen and Tyler had just finished the book, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So he's finally starting to get into non-animated movies, which is wonderful for us. We just did Home Alone as well, which he loved. And we noticed as we watched Willy Wonka that there's a lot of things stolen from Willy Wonka uh, from the writers of How I Met Your, Pod- How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, it was a pleasant surprise throughout. Like, <laughs> every 20 minutes or so, we're like, what? What? <laughs> that too? Yeah, they're, when they're floating in the air after drinking the fizzy soda, the grandpa goes, I'm a bird, which is like how Marshall says it when it's Lily. It's Lily's birthday. And he's trying yeah. to distract. <laughs> was he, was he, people are mad about something, and he's trying to distract them, so he puts the party hat on. They, it was the, the one where they're having the whole fight about Ted bringing in Un, you know, women right. that weren't known to them beforehand as, as sort of like a first introduction on big occasions. Right. And so as they're fighting these things out, uh, yeah, Marshall puts the hat, the birthday hat on his mouth and goes, look, I'm a bird. <laughs> then there's, scene, there's a, several scenes actually in Willy Wonka where, the, you know, one by one the kids are leaving and the families are leaving the factory out of anger. And Willy Wonka would sort of lean to the side and go, wait, no, stop, don't leave. Which is very <laughs> much like Barney when the women find out he's married to Lily. Yeah, was that last episode? No, it was a few episodes ago or a couple episodes ago, The World's Greatest Couple. I'm so, pretty sure that was last week. Oh, was it? Okay. And then, <laughs> as Willy Wonka's yelling at Charlie for having broken the rules at the end, he says... Good day, sir, as he's asking to leave. And Charlie comes back and tries to talk to him, and he yells, I said good day, sir, which Barney says as a joke, leaving. So after we discovered all this today, I did a reverse-engineered search for this and uh, tried to Google How I Met Your Mother and Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Uh-huh. And I did find a couple things, nothing that really linked them together, but some things that were referenced one in, is in Single Stamina, where Barney's trying to get all the couples out. This will actually be this season, season two. He refers to the couples that don't want to go out and do anything as Willy Wonka's grandparents. Oh, that's right. And then there's another episode where Marshall comes out wearing a nightshirt, which looks like a nightgown. Right. And as Barney's pulling out insults to hurl at him. One of them is, what was it like? Or something, making a reference to being in bed with uh, the grandparents from Charlie's house or whatever. I, I can't remember how they phrased it. Mm-hmm. We'll get there in not too long from now as well. That's one where I guess we find out that Millie's been breaking up Ted and other girlfriends. Right. So there's quite a few parallels. Yeah. Not storytelling, but in... Some of the writing, they, they seem to pull a lot from that. I had my, so funny. I had my own failed 
reference to How I Met Your Mother, you and I and someone else were sort of engaged in a Facebook political oh. conversation about the delicate balance between opening the economy back up and keeping people safe and at home from the coronavirus. And as you and I were sort of going back and forth as opponents on it in front of on my other friend's post, and you and him were sort of on the same side of this, I wrote, copying from one of Ted's crazy girlfriend scenes, um, Jen, just let it drop. You're making everyone really uncomfortable. And which is really funny in the show when she, when the blah blah says it mm-hmm. to Robin, even though Rob, even though she's the one that's sort of attacking Robin, right? And you and I have done this to each other, right? To you know in person, to great laughs. But when I put it on Facebook to you, you does not translate. Yeah, it didn't translate. You said to me, "See, I, I don't think people understood the joke. I know they didn't understand the joke, and it also looked like you were really." being obnoxious to me. I was like, oh, I don't care if they don't understand the joke. And you're like, please take it down because it looks like you were obnoxious and I just put up with it and it's embarrassing. <laughs> so I did. I, I, I saw what you meant and I took it off and I wrote a private message to my friend who had the original post and said, hey, that, that thing that I said, uh, that was a reference to a How I Met Your Mother episode. It didn't translate well. I know it's, it looked like I was being obnoxious. And he's like, yeah, it did. And I'm like, I hate when people do that, when you already admit something, and they're like, yeah, you're right. You are rude. Maybe you should stop being rude. Maybe you should shut up. See, this is why people think you're obnoxious. Jen, you're making everyone really uncomfortable <laughs> right now. All right, Swarley. We have been very much looking forward to Swarley. Swarley. Swarley? Swarley. Swarley. Swarley? Yeah, you're right, Swarley. <laughs> and let's guess the ranking. Do you think it's top 20 for me? Yes. It's not. Oh. Uh, but it is top 50. Okay. I wasn't going to make you guess that, but it's not It's not comfortably top 50. Hmm. I have it at number 46. It's squeezed okay. in between Aldrin Justice and Game Night. Okay. So I think if I had to guess, I, I probably thought I would have had it at above 20. So as we start to get to more episodes that are ranked in the top 20... I think we'll start to say, yeah, I guess this was better than Swirly, or I will, and realize why I didn't have Swirly ranked much higher. But I kind of look back at the episodes that are ranked higher than Swirly is at 46. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see how that adds up to higher, higher episode points for me than Swirly did. But just like The World's Greatest Couple and so on, there's so many good storylines in this one where it's not just one good story like some of the mediocre episodes are it's two really good stories one is the nickname for Barney and two is the uh, dating that Marshall's doing with Zoe Chloe Chloe goodness and then obviously uh, uh, Lily's stalking of (laughs) Chloe I always get the name Zoe and Chloe mixed up yeah they're close do you have anything to add to what I've said so far? No. I'm ready to get into it. There was actually... Oh, and IMDb has it rated at a 9.0, so this is pretty mm, high for okay. IMDb. I had a bunch of other fun facts about Barney slash Neil Patrick Harris, mm-hmm. but there was so much to talk about with the Willy Wonka stuff that I think I'll just kick it till next week in case I don't have anything next week. Okay. The other stuff wasn't timely, so we could do it at any time. Okay. We start off in a coffee shop, and the guys are sitting around, and then Barney says, yeah, that settles it. 
not nearly as fun hanging out or hanging out in the coffee shops. Not nearly as fun as hanging out in the bar, which I think was a shot at Friends. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of funny with the. It kind of starts with them not really saying anything. They're just kind of like looking around and just kind of like sitting there uncomfortably. Mm-hmm. Was Friends still on at this point? I'm not sure. I feel like it wasn't. I don't. Because we're around think 07, 08 so. now. Yeah, I think Friends ended like two, 2003 or four or so. That sounds right. I'm thinking oh, 2004, 2005 for some yeah, reason. And okay. I think this is probably still late 2006. I don't know if we've... Did you get the, the airing date of this? No, but it's 06, 07. Yeah, so I think it's still kind of like late 2000. Yeah, I think it is because isn't this the season that they have like the Christmas episode? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, this oh, is probably Lily still... Chris- yeah, so this is still probably fall 2006. True. Okay. Ted notices that on Marshall's coffee cup, there's a heart on it. Yep. So they check their coffee cups. Ted says, Ted, no heart. And Barney says, Swarly. Which immediately, he recognizes that now this is going to become a thing, which I feel like this, that's not really canon so far on the show, is that they tend to grasp yeah. onto nicknames for each other. And it never really happens again either, to my recollection. Right. So... That Barney knew this was going to become a nickname for him doesn't really track, but that's okay. It makes for a good story. I, won't I think it was just you know the the glances between Ted and Marshall that makes him think that they're going to glean onto this. There was a joke that I didn't like here, where Ted says somebody has a crush on you, and Barney says somebody thinks you're me. I didn't really care for that one. No, oh, I thought it was funny. I think it's typical for Barney. You would. Steve, really, you're making everyone uncomfortable. Are you being obnoxious right now? No. Oh. <laughs> okay. Maybe we need to stop using that. It, it apparently is not translating. Well, your ever. face like looked bitter. <laughs> well, that's the point. So Marshall says that it makes sense that maybe that cute barista has a crush on him because he always cracks, totally cracks her up. And so then we see the montage of him using the same joke over and over again. Although he's so like cute and charming. Right. As he's doing it, and she has such an infectious laugh. Right, she really reacts to it. So, yeah, his first joke is, yeah, how do you fit a pumpkin into the little cups? And that's, I guess, when he's ordering a pumpkin latte, and then... But his delivery is, a, hey, how do, you, how do you fit a pumpkin into these little cups? Right, and so she laughs, you know, hysterically at that, and then the next time, you know, a few weeks later, he's behind somebody else ordering... A latte makes the same joke again. She laughs again. And this time he goes, what do you, what do you got, a shrink rate back there? And the look on the guy's face who's ordering <laughs> it is so, an, he's so annoyed right. that this idiot behind him is making such a horrible joke, but somehow getting, getting a laugh out of it. <laughs> and then the third time he asks if she remembers the joke. And she asks Which one? The Which first time? one or the second time? And he's like, the first time. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> and she laughs just as hard <laughs> as she has every single time. So Ted points out that it's either the first joke she's ever heard or she's into him. Yeah, which is a good thing because, yeah, it wasn't a good joke. <laughs> right. And we like it when they point out that jokes aren't good. So, so we did jump a little bit ahead. So then this is where they notice, you know, the heart and Swarley's name. And then Barney gets really mad and just storms out. He declares on the way out that this would never happen in a bar. <laughs> yeah. And I like that Ted and Marshall immediately start referencing him as Swarley. Yeah, you should. <laughs> up with old Swarley, yeah. You never see old Swarles that upset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we go to Robbins. Ted comes in. Robbins is on the phone with her mom. And here's another thing I don't like. I think this is very sitcom that someone is on the phone with a parent 
and they're just kind of like they put the phone down and walk away and come back to it later and the parents mm-hmm. still talking did your did your mom go on and on like that on the phone no <laughs> mine either I, my mom's abruptly short yeah typically. No, your mom's not really a chatty person her and i like we'll sometimes talk during the work day when i need a little break i'll give her a call and we'll chat for like 15 or 20 minutes mm-hmm. but then as soon as there's a lull she's like all right well bye <laughs> And there's, it's very her her exits from our conversations are very unceremonious. <laughs> she doesn't have time for any of your crap. But do you agree? I mean, this is very sitcommy. Yeah, definitely. But I think it tracks a little bit with how they develop Robin's mom's character. You don't see her having like a great relationship with her. Or, well, probably better than she has with her father, though. She has sort of a daddy issue thing with her dad we don't yeah we hardly ever hear much about her mom this is one of the few references to the mom and we don't meet the mom until the last season right and the mom like almost doesn't come to the wedding and it's Tracy Allman right if I'm remembering it correctly I don't remember offhand Ted is bragging that he helped Marshall ask out a girl or he says that he got a little help and she thought oh Swarly helped (laughs) him oh good you got my text (laughs) It was, so, it was so important that, I guess as soon as they did, it's like, hey, if you see Barney, call him Swarley. Right. Um, he said no. He, he gave him, you know, the tip of this sort of cute stance that he could take of, you know, putting his hands in his pockets, putting his shoulders up, tilting his head to the side with a little vulnerability. Um, because we get a flash to after he gave her, or what did he do? He asked her out, but then she didn't say anything. Yeah, well, he says, you know, she didn't say anything, but maybe she didn't hear me. It's really loud up there. And then that's when Ted says, well, you know, did you do it right? And kind of, like, demonstrates what he should have done. And then we get a flash of what Marshall did, which... Looks really creepy. Demented version of it. (laughs) It was hilarious, though. Very... (laughs) I love that scene. I think the things that make me laugh the most in this episode aren't what is said, but rather how it looks. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's funny. So then, you know, he... He gets a little frustrated and just decides you know, they need to leave. And then the male barista calls out, you know, pumpkin latte for Marshall. And apparently this male barista had a fairly prominent role on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay. Never watched Buffy. Oh, and we failed to mention that the actress is Morena Baccarin. Oh, right, right. Who we knew better from Homeland. Mm-hmm. The first, and I think it's a little bit of the second season of Homeland. right. And she was also... Oh, definitely the second season, because that's when Brody was, like, running for Congress. There's something else she was in. Why am I blanking on it? I meant to, like, go through the whole IMDb of her, because, yeah, I know I've seen her in quite a few things. But this and Homeland are the ones that stand out most to me. Oh, she was in Deadpool. She was Deadpool's girlfriend. Oh, right. Good. Totally forgot about that. I haven't rewatched Deadpool too much. Yeah, we never saw Deadpool 2, did we? No, we didn't. We should. We should. Got nothing but time these days. <laughs> so Robin says, wait a second, I love that look. I think I slept with you based on that look. And he throws it back at her, like, oh, like you biting your lip and right. resting your chest out. All right. She's like, all right, yeah, you got me. <laughs> so everybody has their own, you know, little moves that they put into play. Lily enters. She invites them to a wine tasting slash catch the rat at my house. Ted has a decent line. You could do cheese for both. Yeah. And she wonders if she should invite Marshall. And then they reveal to him that he has a date. And Lily kind of feigns disinterest. Yeah, no, she handles it, you know, very maturely. Um, Find out later she gave a look. Right. And then she asks Robin why she's holding the phone. And then we, you know, (laughs) 
realize that Robin is supposedly still on the phone with her mom. We cut to the McLarens, and Ted and Barney are there. Ted walks up to Barney and asks about his suit, which is just a distraction. First, Barney's really <laughs> pleased that he asked about the suit, but it's just a distraction for Carl to call out that there's a call for Swarley. Now, I, I'm not sure when or if Carl's in on the joke. I think he, he has to be eventually... Because, you know, by the end, he's, you know, playing the music at the end yeah. and everything. But I, Carl's pretty cool, so it wouldn't surprise me if they just let him in on the joke immediately. Yeah, he, he every time he's acting like he doesn't know what's going on, but... <laughs> but he's acting. I, I could see it. But I wouldn't... How many bartenders are like, if there's a call... And there's cell phones at this point. Mm-hmm. So many times is a bartender going to say, oh, you want to speak to so-and-so? Let me shout it out in the bar. Right. I would be, hey, just call their cell phone, idiot. That's why I feel like he has to be in on it. I mean, they obviously have known Carl for a very long time. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's a safe bet that they could have told him what's going on and he would have played into it. Now, the asking Barney about his suit really was unnecessary because right, they, could have been talking they about didn't need either. a distraction until that was called out. I think it just sets up the joke of, you were never really interested in my suit, were you? Right. And it also could be um, you know, starting to build Barney up just to tear him down. The Hulu thing keeps coming close on our screen to hitting the corner, and it's distracting me. <laughs> Did you see the... There was someone on... I saw it through Facebook, but there was a guy that was on camera, and he was, like, holding a sign and doing, like, the... Yeah, I showed that to you. Oh, did you? <laughs> well, now you have to finish telling the story. Oh, you know, people are trying to entertain on Facebook or, you know, whatever social mediums there are during these difficult times that we're all stuck inside, and pretty soon we're going to be out of... Entertainment. So a guy was... We're going to be out of entertainment? Well, depending on how long this goes on. Consi- what? Well, at least in our house, we have Netflix, Hulu, Disney+, Plus, Amazon Prime, regular cable. I don't think we're going to be starved for content. True, but imagine that Hollywood can't make anything for four or five more months. Because they're being extra cautious, more cautious than, you know, people opening back up restaurants even mm-hmm. or starting sports events because they're, you know, ultra, everyone stay inside and don't touch each other and don't be near each other. I mean, it could be a while before they start shooting anything again. I still don't think we're running out of things. Okay. So the guy's holding a sign. What does it say on it? DVD. Oh, from- DVD. And he's kind of, it's kind of bouncing around as if he was inside of a TV and it's almost making it to the corner, but not. <laughs> It's kind of funny. It was funny. And I don't know. Again, I know we have a lot of young listeners. I don't know how many were around in the time of DVDs being a thing where, like, you know, if you let a DVD play out and then it would kind of default to the screensaver thing, that's what it would do. It would be, like, a little logo floating around your mm-hmm. screen. There's a good scene on Office mm-hmm. where I think Michael's up in front of everyone talking and everyone's looking at the screen behind him where it's coming close. And they're like, <laughs> oh, and, you know, sort of as a group making noises about it and Michael thinks it's about him and getting right. really into his speech. <laughs> and when they clap, because it does it. Right. And there's a good back and forth of of a private shot interview kind of thing with... Um, Jim? Jim. Yeah, Jim saying that Pam says she thinks she saw it, but I don't believe her. And then they cut to Pam. He's like, did he... He said I, he does, I didn't really see it, did he? Well, I did. <laughs> At I any rate, have you ever asked somebody a question of one of their interests that you really have no interest in hearing about, but you do it just because you know it's going to make them happy to talk about it? 
No. I did that with a friend that, like, would go out and garden in one of those community garden things in D.C. Mm-hmm. And he loves talking about his gardening. Mm-hmm. And I had no interest in it, but I asked him just because I knew how happy he would be to talk about it. And, man, did he light up and go on for 20 minutes. And I was like, I just gave a gift to somebody. You're a good friend. Do you have anything that you have interest in that you wish sometimes wish people would ask you about? Maybe parenting with Tyler or how's Tyler doing, maybe? Nah, I mean, I already have enough people talking to me about that because I'm friends with other parents. So. I was out to a happy hour with a bunch of my friends, guy friends, who are, I think, I was, they were all gay. Um, so they don't have, I don't think any of them have kids unless they were like, were, had a very early marriage and had a kid that was grown up now. But one of them asked, hey, you know, hey, I see things on Facebook with your son. How's he going? doing? Tell me all about him. And I was like, you really want to hear about my kid? Because I'm trying like not to talk about my kid because I think it's obnoxious of parents to talk to single people or non-parents about their kids all the time. Mm-hmm. And so he, I was like, are you sure you want to hear about my kid? I was like, all right, well. And then I just threw up all over him the <laughs> details about what's going on with Tyler. Fun. Okay. I mean, I'll talk all day long, true crime. Nobody ever wants to talk about that. I like it when people ask about our podcast. Like, remember I told you someone at, at my work was watching mm. it. And I was like, so excited to be able to talk about it with her and such. But if you ask my brother about his writing, about mm-hmm. what book he's working on, he can go on and on. Right. He gets very excited about that. All right, we're over. Well, we already did the McLarens. Um, well, so we didn't go to the, Carl announces the call for Swarley and Barney ignores it. <laughs> you see Ted like kind of whisper into the phone, like, I know he's there. It's really important. And then we see Marshall walks in with Chloe and kind of calls him out like, Swarley, don't you hear there's a call for you? I read a fun fact about this scene that you can see Taryn Killam in the background as they're introducing Chloe to the guys. Oh, I thought that was in the coffee shop. Oh, was it? That I read that. I read that it was when it was they were introducing him in the bar. Now, I didn't see him, so he might have been right. Maybe he was in the coffee shop. Yeah, I didn't notice. And so, you know, they're introducing her to Chloe. The gang meets her. And then she goes, what, to get a drink or to the bathroom? I, I can't remember. the restroom, probably. He's like, right? Right, Marshall? <laughs> yeah. She's hot, He's right? He's very excited. The um, day went well. Yeah, she likes Italian food. So does he. She likes Billy Joel. He likes music. Who doesn't like Billy yeah, Joel? Yeah, what's wrong with Billy Joel? Now, you don't have to love him, but... I feel like Marshall would be a Billy Joel thing. Yeah. He's kind of dad-like, and Billy Joel's these days known as his dad rock. <laughs> and then we get a scene that's very reminiscent of something from Seinfeld, where Barney's like, dude, you gotta ditch her. And Ted's like, obviously. They see something in her that Marshall can't see, which is the crazy eyes. <laughs> right. And it reminds me of that episode of Seinfeld where Seinfeld's dating um, I forget her name but she's married to Ben Stiller Ben Stiller yeah. they're divorced now oh are they I think so so she's free what eh? is her name Christy something something but she's a great date for and a girlfriend to Jerry but everyone else thinks she's a loser and Jerry never sees it and there's really no payoff at the end of that episode we don't know why right at least in this one that we get the final scene with Chloe Wrecking right. the apartment. <laughs> but in the Seinfeld one, she just always is good. And the only thing that turns Jerry off is when the parents like her. Right. But there's, yeah. But yeah, I, there's like a scene with her friends being like, oh, you're so sweet for taking her out. She really and, needs this. And, uh, yeah, like, Kramer. Yeah, and George and Kramer. Pulling him aside, say, okay, 
that's enough. Why are you doing this to yourself by going out with her? She's like, what are you talking about? It never pays off. Yeah. It's one of the, Seinfeld did that a lot where something was a mystery and they never solve it for us. <laughs> right. And the only thing that we had of that in How I Met Your Mother is the pineapple and they eventually, like you said, answer mm-hmm. that question in a cut scene. Right. But in Seinfeld, just there were so many things that they never answered. And I don't know if you know, that's good or bad, but at this point, who cares? All right. Ted and Barney explain that Chloe clearly has crazy eyes, which Barney explains as an indicator of future mental instability. And Ted points out that Marshall can't see it because he is afflicted with having been laid in wild blindness. Yeah, and they do this, you know, when we looked at her, they could see the crazy eyes, and it was sort of the cartoony spinning thing. <laughs> Red spinny, spi- like spirals in yeah, the sockets. It was a lot like when Ted was talking about how he blacked out mm-hmm. um, in the pineapple. Incident. Yes. Pineapple incident. So they each give examples of when they noticed crazy eyes but ignored it, and it didn't work out well. <laughs> Barney uh, I like when Barney does describe when he's describing Chloe's crazy eyes he gets the shivers <laughs> yes they take it very seriously so Barney's crazy eyes story is great <laughs> so funny so he yeah, meets a girl at a bar they go back to her place and she asks if he wants to have a threesome he obviously says yes and then she pulls out was it a stuffed bear Named Mr. Weasels. Yeah, what a strange name for a stuff for a teddy bear, <laughs> Mr. Weasels. Yeah, it's that'd be a weird name for a stuffed weasel. I think that'd be a perfect name for a stuffed weasel. No, I'm just saying it's just not a good name. No one wants to say weasel. <laughs> right. Um. They want to know if he went through with it. He said no. Is it ended up being a twosome with the third one watching from a chair? Which one were you? <laughs> I'd rather not say. <laughs> that was really well written. Yeah. <laughs> And then Ted's story's not as good. It's just a woman who bashed up a car that almost hit her. Yeah. Well, what I thought was, her name was Janine. And isn't that the name of, like, the crazy girl he dates before he dates Tracy? So it obviously wasn't the same girl. Janine. Remember, like, the crazy cop that he dates? I don't remember her name. I think it was Janine. We'll circle back to that in yeah. two years. Make a mental note. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, he ignored her crazy eyes, and they, you know, were walking, crossing the street um, against the light, obviously, it looks like, and a car almost hits them, and she starts smashing it with, I don't know, what was she smashing it with? Like a lead pipe. <laughs> you know, those lead pipes you find in the street. <laughs> Just laying around. It's New York. We, we get a shot of Marshall at law school. He's leaving class, answering the phone, and... It's Chloe calling him. Apparently she's called him like nine times. He was taking a test. He's a little annoyed here. Mm-hmm. And she said this weird, she needs him to come get her. This weird midget guy started following her and he started screaming at her and he had a limp and a big hump on his back. And then she almost got hit by a horse. We never see the horse thing no. after all this. But the police don't believe her. Yeah. And she does come off as crazy here and she admits that, hey, I know this sounds crazy. Um, we, we cut to McLaren's and they're like, oh, she's needy crazy. I like how, or I find it strange how all three of them have white wine in front of them. Have we ever seen the guys drink white wine unless they were doing a wine party tasting thing? That's funny. I didn't notice it. And white wine. Like the only one we ever seen drinking white wine really is Lily. I wonder why they made that choice. (laughs) 
you know, weird. Maybe they were coming from Lily's wine tasting party and they wanted to keep it going. And Marshall says maybe the story's true. And they're like, why would that story, how is that story possibly true? Because she's really hot. <laughs> they always are. <laughs> Wendy the waitress comes up and says something to Ted. And Barney's like, I told you to call him Ned. <laughs> like, Ted's, oh, that's so sad. She's like, sorry, sorry, Swirly. <laughs> Poor Barney's just such a sad sack here. <laughs> he tries so hard and it never works for him. We get to Ted and Marshall's apartment where Chloe and Marshall are getting back from their date. And she wants to know if Swarley lives there. He says, no, Swar- oh, Swarhili, he just comes around once in a while. Or he has his he own has place. He has his own place. <laughs> I like Swarhili. Yeah. They're getting really good with all the, the variations. And we hear that crashing sound. <laughs> he comes out and um, says, here you go, two pumpkin beers. I'm just kidding. They're regular beers. <laughs> this pays off soon. He, she says that smashing noise was her dropping her keys, but then he sees that his picture of him and Lily are smashed on the ground. And so he accuses her, you know, did you, did you do this? And she obviously denies it. And now he's curious, so he yeah. wants to look into her eyes. Yeah, let me look into your eyes. And she thinks this is a prelude to a kiss. <laughs> and he's just staring, like, very, like, intently. intently. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I like your eyes, too. And all of a sudden, Lily comes flying over the couch. Stop! And I like how she, like, her arm physically karate chops <laughs> through the air right. as she's doing it. It's pretty good. St- I mean, it was her. Pretty mm-hmm. good stunt work by, by Lily. Yeah. By uh, Allison. We cut over to McLaren's. And Robin comes in and says, you know, what's up, Swirls? So this is a flashback. So Ted, there's kind of a voiceover from Ted talking about, you know, how did we get to this situation? Um, so this is, I think, a few days earlier. And they, they're doing here what we said they've started to do very nicely in season two, or maybe even towards the end of season one, which is layering an episode so that mm. you're seeing part of the story, and then you go back and see someone else's perspective of the story. Right. Right. So, yeah, um, Lily and Barney are at the bar, and then Robin walks in and says something along the lines of, hey, what up, Swarles? And Barney loses it. I like his variations of no more Swarly, man. I can't even, yeah. I didn't write them all down. No but. more Swarly, no more Swarls, no more Swarley. Swar, wait for it, lay. No more Bob Swarly, man. It's over. And he storms out again. Um, and as he turns around, we see he has a sign on his back that presumably Lily put there that says, call me Swarly. Yeah, that was okay, in my opinion. That was <laughs> Robin one really of the better it. things of this. And um, she's trying to, so Lily says, you know, why didn't you call me? I gave you a look the other day when when I heard that Marshall was having a... Marshall was going on a date, and she's like, oh, you seem fine. I didn't see the look. And then Lily shows her the look, and it, it was well done, because obviously no one would interpret that. <laughs> right. They get very good later at reading each other's minds mm-hmm. somehow, but that's not a thing yet in this right. show. But it's also, uh, why didn't Lily just call her? <laughs> True. <laughs> very good point. Right. So, yeah, Lily points out, you know, she just kind of did that for Ted's benefit. She's not okay with it. She doesn't want Marshall on a date. And Robin just, you know, tells her not to worry about it. You know, Ted says she has the crazy eyes anyway. Lily's never heard of this, but uh, they compare it to the guy's equivalent of jerk nails, when a guy has really nice fingernails. (laughs) Right. Have you ever heard of this? I have not heard of this. I mean, I assume 
it's sort of a any guy that gets a manicure is maybe a, I don't know how would you describe it like prissy or not prissy but I don't know I don't necessarily see the correlation is kind of too fastidious to be enjoyable as a boyfriend maybe but I guess that's different than being crazy we know Barney gets manicures right but obviously nobody wants Barney for a boyfriend now you've always told me I should get pedicures because it's a nice experience it is yeah, Lily's wondering if she's good-looking. Um, and then there's a phone call for Swirls Barkley. Another call-out <laughs> from Carl. Right, and so Robin takes the call and tells Ted to you know, kind of put that one in his pocket because Barney's not there. Mm-hmm. He, he left. Yeah, so Robin did um, point out that you know, she doesn't know uh, if Chloe's hot, but she does work at, was it, Costa Coffee on whatever street, so Lily can go scope her out for herself. <laughs> Yeah, Lily shows up there. She goes up and asks for Chloe, and then she has an interaction with the guy who I said was on Buffy. Right. And I guess they would have known because she was on Buffy, too. They would have known each other, so I think maybe she was sort of doing him a favor by getting right. him some extra lines here because it really didn't play into the show. Well, and the TV happened? version cut that part out, too. Oh, okay. But what would have happened if she was there? What was she going to do? I don't know. Say, oh, okay, and then leave. I, yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, because if she's there and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, Chloe, somebody's here for you. (laughs) That's weird. I guess she could have been like, oh, I'm sorry, I was looking for a different Chloe. I guess, yeah. Maybe she had a backup plan at that point that we don't know about. Maybe. But the guy, what was his name? It was Scott, but his name tag said Brian. Yeah. Um, So he says that, you know, Chloe just left. She has a pink umbrella. It starts raining out. Lily has a backpack on for some reason. Yeah, giant backpack, uh, Baseball cap. She's Yeah, she's very... I mean, this was all set up to give her this look, but this wasn't <laughs> something that Lily would ever wear. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's only so she looks ridiculous when she chases after her. So she doesn't have an umbrella, so she pulls her coat over her head, which requires her to walk <laughs> kind of hunched over. And See, I couldn't tell if she was doing that because she was pulling that over or if she was trying to kind of keep low so that if Chloe turned around, she wouldn't see her as well. No, I think it was because she had to pull it over, so she had to kind of hunch to to be fully covered. For those of you who can't see it, Jen was making a hunch, physical <laughs> hunch position. Yes, this is not a visual medium. <laughs> and, yeah, so the backpack looks like a hump. This is all, yeah. The great thing about this is we thought that Chloe was just crazy. And then as this sort of look <laughs> right. starts to build, we're like, oh, my God, that's the hump. It's like a really good slow reveal mm-hmm. of everything that made Chloe think there was a you know midget yelling at her. Right. I'm sorry, little person, but I think she did say midget, right, in the show? I think she, yeah, she did. Um, so we get Lily's inner monologue as she's chasing after her, like, you know. Chloe's, you know, walking at normal speed, so she's having a hard time kind of catching up the way she's walking. And she says she's thin, but that doesn't mean that she's good looking. Yeah, just because she's thin, just because she's thin, doesn't mean she's good looking. Yeah, I'm talking about you, stuck <laughs> stuck up girl in my yoga class. Right. And as she's walking along, she smacks her leg into, I guess, just like an exposed water faucet. But, yeah, it's like a faucet pipe that's coming out of a building, and then so now she has a limp. <laughs> And, you know, Chloe's obviously getting further away because Lily's more slowly walking now, and so she calls out to her, but uses a weird, grumbly voice. Hey, you! Turn around! (laughs) Turn 
Turn around, Chloe. <laughs> and then Chloe turns around very, you know, to take a quick look, and we get this shot of Lily from Chloe's perspective, like baring her teeth. <laughs> both hands kind of are on both sides of her head, and she's her. For some reason, her teeth are like showing. Right. And, um, <laughs> I kind of make like a face. <laughs> <laughs> this shot of her is so perfect. I want to say that this may be the hardest I ever laughed at this show. <laughs> was this single shot of Lily? <laughs> And I showed it to you that um, I, th- I feel like they borrowed this look from a character from the movie 300. Uh, his name was like a fealties of Trachis or something like that. He was sort of like the, the cripple hunchback that wanted to become part of their army to fend off against the Persians. And he's true of heart, but he can't hold, because of his disfigurement, he can't hold the shield up to create the wall of shields that they need to protect themselves so they don't let him do it. And then he eventually betrays them because of it. Good for him. <laughs> but that movie came out in 2006, so it's very reasonable that hmm. that's where they, that was their inspiration for, this is what we want you to look like. <laughs> Regardless so. of the inspiration, it's hilarious. So Lily's back at McLaren's. She goes, she's hot. And she's got to come up with a plan to break them up. And so plan A is say that when they slept together at the brunch in the bathroom that she got knocked up. Or B, Chloe's dis- Chloe's accident. <laughs> <coughs> now, and she fully expects Robin to go along with this. Right. And I'm actually slightly surprised Robin isn't going along with it. Well, which one? I mean... One of them's deplorable. The other one's illegal. I don't know, but Robin Robin has some loyalty to friends. I could almost see her <laughs> being on board with this. Robin says that, she, that Lily has to let him work it out. Now, when, when Marshall eventually does knock up Lily, when they do get pregnant, it turns out that it was from sex in Barney's bathroom. That's true. So bathroom sex did lead to pregnancy. They really wanted to, use that, they really wanted to use that story <laughs> as writers here. <laughs> They, Robin says they need to head upstairs to Ted and Marshall's apartment because Ted has a surprise. We get to the apartment. Marshall's not there. He's getting a haircut. Lily shows some jealousy about it. Barney says, don't worry. You know, she's got the crazy eyes. They're just going to have wild monkey sex for, you know, five or so times and then they'll be done. Right. Well, it starts out with like, oh, you have nothing to worry about. And Lily's like, oh, thank you. And then he expands on it. And she's like, oh, thank you. (laughs) Then Ted goes over to turn the radio on, and it turns out there's a gag uh, dedication from Swirly to Barney as if they were a couple. It's, it's well done, but is there anything more dated than a radio station <laughs> right. dedication? <laughs> I bet they still exist. I remember back in the days when I used to still listen to the radio, I always would dream of, God, I wish there was something where I could like choose when a song is going to play. And <laughs> It's so funny how... The MP3 and streaming music just fulfilled so many dreams of people. This could have been your dream. We could have been millionaires. Yeah, think about it. If, if I could have, oh, I, I wouldn't have met you if I was a billionaire. <laughs> well, maybe you could have come up with it after me. I would not have settled down if I was a billionaire that at a very young age. I'd be traveling the world. Okay, fine. Don't <laughs> be a billionaire. No, now, if I become one now, I'll keep you. <laughs> Thanks. I love you. Oh, by the way, we just had our eighth anniversary. We did. I mean, we've been together, what, 13 years, I think, but mm, it was yeah, our eighth wedding 13. anniversary. So, yay, happy anniversary, Dennis. 
So the dedication is good. We like it. And Barney pretends he likes it. Yeah, Barney tries very hard to lean into it. Like, no, yeah, I, I like it. You know, keep calling me that. And Ted <laughs> realizes that this is not believable and says, like, call you what? And Barney will not say it. <laughs> you have to say it. <laughs> it's a recurring theme a bit about say it. You have to say it. Because they're, they're having that duck versus rabbit argument mm-hmm. later on, in later episodes. And with Don, whether he's a duck or a, a... And so they have this all-out brawl argument at the bar. One of them admits defeat in the argument, but then the other side will not accept the defeat unless they say that they were wrong. So it's like, I'm, yeah, okay, you guys are right. You win. Like, you have to say it. He has to actually say that rabbit is better. It's not good enough to say. <laughs> so there's something, a recurring theme about say it. Like how hard it is to say something even though... You're admitting fault. Right. And maybe it's an easy way to call out when somebody's not being truthful. Like, obviously, Barney here. <laughs> yeah. It's one thing for him to be like, yeah, totally, keep doing it. But for him to say, like, yes, call me Swarly is just a bridge too far. Oh, and I love Ted's smug face in this scene. <laughs> right. Ted has really good smug face. <laughs> I don't know what it is. A lot of people's smug faces you want to punch, but I really like his smug face. Barney snaps. I hate it. I've never done anything. I'm at, you know, I like how he's <laughs> trying to say that he's never done anything to them, but has to stop himself because he constantly does stuff to them like this. Right. He's just so mad. He storms out. <laughs> um, Ted points out he's really going to lose it when the magazine subscriptions start coming. Mm-hmm. And Robin says that she subscribed him to People in Espanol, but it's uh, going to be addressed to Swarlos. Right. Which I enjoy. <laughs> Lily is wondering about a photo of them and where it went and wants to put it back up when she realizes that he put it out of sight. Sounds but like Ted asks, yeah, was this to scare Chloe away? And she says, no, it's so Marshall will feel guilty. We get Lily slipping back into the apartment at night when everyone's out and trying to put the picture back up. But then as Marshall and Chloe are coming back in and she's finishing up the song too. We didn't start the fire. <laughs> right. Apparently, she has the whole thing memorized. That's actually fairly impressive. It is. Marshall didn't seem very happy about this, but <laughs> and maybe it is less interesting to actually have to hear someone do it than to know that they could. How long is that song? It's pretty long. <laughs> I don't know how long it is, but it's a lot of words. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's an impressive feat. But yeah, Lily gets a little startled as they come in and ends up dropping and smashing the picture, which explains the glass. Mm-hmm. And then, so we, we pick back up at her yelling, stop. And I like how she's getting up and apologizing after she's introduced herself to Chloe. She's like, oh, pumpkin beer, that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Just kind of reminding us how much, how uniquely she enjoys Marshall's sense of humor. She doesn't even really know the background story to right. pumpkin yeah, beer. Yeah, that's true. I like how Chloe's like, she seems nice. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, don't, I can't tell if Chloe's extremely sweet or... Not very bright. I think they kind of play it in between somewhere. Yeah, it's hard to tell. And she might be both. Marshall leaves to go check on Lily. She's out on the stoop. The whole street scene gets revealed to Marshall at this point of Lily chasing down Chloe. And (laughs) Lily's crying, and I love Lily's crying. Allison Hannigan nails crying scenes. It looks cute. It looks real. Sometimes she plays it up for laughs, and it is funny. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is a, an interesting scene where, yeah, it, it comes 
out, you know, she was the one chasing Chloe, and she's the one that broke the picture, and, you know, Chloe's, you know, just nice, normal, and that's who Marshall deserves, and, you know, for whatever reason, Marshall decides that... He likes Lily's crazy eyes. Lily has the craziest eyes he's ever seen, and, you know, he missed her, and they kiss and get back together. Yeah, it was unexpected, I would say. This scene was unpredictable. Yeah, because he really did seem to like Chloe. He was excited about their dates, maybe the Billy Joel... So Turned really him just off. <laughs> pushed him over. Ted and Barney are coming down the street, and Ted's making the offer of he can trade out being called Swarley for one of the most beautiful names I've ever heard. Thank you. Sounding like a symphony, Jennifer. I mean, he should totally go for that. And they come up upon Marshall and Lily back, you know, clearly reunited on the stoop, the same spot. Ted points out that he was crying after she broke up with him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Nice little circle back to that, that now everything is well in the world again. Yeah, Ted's with Robin, Marshall and Lily are back together. Barney has a cool new nickname. They go back to the apartment, and Chloe's still <laughs> sitting there in the same spot on the couch. But the but apartment every, is trash. Yeah. And she's just got that sweet look on her face. She couldn't <laughs> find her keys. He's like, they're right there. Oh, I looked everywhere else, but right there. She meets Robin and calls Robin Roland. What's wrong with her? <laughs> is, she, is she hard of hearing? Maybe. Or is she trying to nag Robin somehow? Maybe. Maybe it's if you work at a coffee shop for long enough, it becomes a source of entertainment to write things incorrectly. Okay, I like that. I like that story you're writing about, Chloe. <laughs> Barney tries to capitalize on Right, he the tries mistake. so desperately to make Roland a thing. Because if they call her Roland, then he's off the hook for Swarley somehow. He right. tried like the same thing with Ned both. earlier. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> and then our, you know, they, they go to commercial or, you know, Hulu, uh, well, I guess in Hulu commercial too. We come back to the very ender scene and Barney enters the bar and everyone yells swirly and then plays Cheers. Now, for those of you who didn't watch Cheers, there was a running gag that happened almost every single episode that when the character Norm, Norman, uh, came into the bar and he was one of the regulars in the bar, everyone would yell, Norm! Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. And so that's why they all yelled, Swirly! Oh. And that's why they then played the, the Cheers theme. And on top of that, they showed they used the same sort of uh, credit font mm-hmm. that Cheers uses. And I was so proud of myself that I noticed that without having to look it up. <laughs> well, you've been watching Cheers. Yeah. That's true. That, that's been one of my late night fall asleep two shows. Mm-hmm. To help me fall asleep, I can't watch something that, like, is really interesting to me. And Cheers is interesting, but because I've probably seen them, you know, a dozen times over the years, although not for a while, it's easy for me to sort of ignore it a little and fall asleep to it. Hmm. Yeah, we do that with Friends sometimes, trying to fall asleep to Friends, but Friends is still so funny. Everyone's with a car. car. We're, like, half asleep, and then we hear a line that we like, and we find (laughs) ourselves laughing to it. Right. Okay. What's your uh, favorite, favorite joke? I think it has to be Lily's just whole aesthetic as she's chasing Chloe. That's exactly what I have. It's just, yeah, the the shot of her as Chloe turns around, that last final shot of her in the uh, 300 uh, (laughs) character pose. What's your least favorite? I think maybe the Roland thing. I mean, I know it's supposed to be not great. And so it fits with the, you know, the story of, you know, Barney desperately trying to get the heat off him, but... It didn't make a ton of sense. I didn't. I didn't like. I already said this, but I think my least favorite was Robin with the mom on the phone. Mm-hmm. 
It just it didn't play for laughs, and it was very tropey. Okay, where can people write to us? You can write to us at runklerecaps at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at runklerecaps. Um, our website is runklerecaps.com. And Instagram, underscore, how I met your podcast, underscore. And next week, we're going to be back for Atlantic City. Oh, okay. Which is one I don't really care for, actually. Yeah, I don't remember loving that one, but... I think they, like, almost get married by a captain on a tugboat or something. And right. Change their minds, and I think they have a good running gag of Robin wearing a shirt with <laughs> boobs on the shirt. And right. It keeps turning Ted on. I think there's a funny gag with That's Barney right. and people always coming up to him about... And knowing him, apparently he has a heavy gambling past. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's one I haven't seen in a while, so, yeah, maybe it'll surprise us. I think it's, quite frankly, a season one level show, but after that, we have Slap Bet, which is one of the best. Definitely. All All right. right. Well, I would also like to ask again, um, as usual, for ratings and reviews, help um, other people find us. We are creeping up the search, like if you search for How I Met Your Mother, we are getting closer towards that first page of results, so... Hmm. Yay for that. So help us get even closer, please. All right. Well, me and Crazy Eyes over here have to get going. So we'll look forward to doing this again next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye.